0: on this episode of Why Watch That. You better watch who you entangle yourself with. I'm just <laughs> saying. That might be you, the word
1: of the year, entangle.
0: If, <laughs> entanglement. So he, he
1: also, knows what he's doing. He does, but he also did Suspiria the remake and he didn't know what he was doing. No. It, you know, you do. <laughs> and it's not acting, it's femal acting. You've got (laughs) to teach. Meryl Streep will sign up. Everybody wants to know. (laughs) There was never a moment when she was off, never. Oh, oh, oh. Why watch that as a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the
1: best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic.
0: Well, nothing gets past the ref.
1: We do all the
0: work. So you don't have to. Welcome to Why Watch That. This episode of Why Watch That is supported by Entrepreneur Meal Plan. It helps leaders and professionals feed their bodies and businesses well. You know, Critic, I got a Mm. chance to attend a wonderful event by EM here Uh in Los Angeles. And it was so amazing because Brandy Cochran was able to gather people from all sorts of walks of life. We were able to gather together, have real talk and some real good food too. Mm -hmm. It was
1: a hit. It's food for the soul and the body, which is so hard to find. So if you want to learn more about Entrepreneur Meal Plan, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, Go to entrepreneurmealplan.com. The Why Watch That Talk. And we're back with the best and most notable TV shows of 2020. Like 2020. Barbara Walter says, 2020. <laughs> and yes, oh, we are switching roles this time for part two. I love when this happens. De. Oh, <laughs> now... We have some more, our second half. We also are going to do, Ref, some updates on some things. I won't give that away yet. And you said, this is you, you said we have to provide our top three of the year. How dare you? Listen, I'm going to back you right up in that corner, buddy. I want to hear it. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) uh, starting off on this list with a show that both of us hold close I don't know to our hearts, but somewhere, some body part. I don't know where it would be.
0: <laughs> well, you might want to clarify that. I don't
1: know. <laughs> our minds, our hearts, I don't know. Our noses there. and ears, maybe our feet. This is Who knows? The Good Fight. Oh. The spinoff of The Good Wife. And The Good oh. Fight is on CBS All Access. We have Diane Lockhart leading the way, but we got a whole bunch of other people. <laughs> we got a bunch of brothers and sisters looking at diane and saying uh-huh mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. we also have diane being recreational diane is yeah. really letting loose yeah. and we're seeing that across this show so if you have not seen the good fight um excuse us <laughs> how can we how can we help you this is the king's They know how to do a procedural that keeps you coming back. You get procedural. You get serial. You get all the wonderful actors in this show as well having a good time. You get not only Christine Baranski, but, I mean, Audrey McDonald they throw into this show, ref. I mean, you have all kinds of people. Kush Jumbo who's leaving. Delroy who's leaving. I mean, come on. Memo 618. That's all I got to say. Mm, Well, speaking about (laughs) memos. There is a show where there are no memos. No, they don't have time for memos. No, all they have time for is a lot of danger. I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm still scared thinking about it. Ozark on Netflix, breath. What? I've not seen
0: it. Not seen it. See, this is the
1: thing. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney uh, had this show, right? But. You have such a collection of people you wouldn't even want to, you wouldn't want to sit next to them in church. These people, Uh they wouldn't be safe there and not just safe in a physical threatening way, but in a conniving way. So if you haven't seen Ozark, when you start watching it from the beginning, there will be a moment when you go, "Okay, wait a minute. I've got to rearrange myself as Jason Bateman rearranges himself, okay? Because Ooh. he's going for something. And he turned right back around. That was the moment in this show, and everybody who's watched it knows what I'm talking about. When I went, oh, okay, y'all got it together. Julie Garner has won Emmys for this. Ozark on Netflix is a dark, nasty, wonderful experience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, your dark heart just—it just floods with with darkness when you when you
1: when you talk about it. It is, and even the lenses are dark in this show they know what they're doing now Mm -hmm. with that said from darkness to the lighter side of the darkness i guess yeah the flight attendant (laughs) the the, the flight side (laughs) (laughs) no wait a minute ref neither of us has finished this yet because first of all i i watched five episodes um, i think i'm six yeah Mm -hmm. of eight but then I was like, "No, this is so fun! I need to watch this with my brother." So we just started it over again. I just watched the first three episodes again, and like you said, this is fun. This is entertainment. This is the perfect vehicle for Kaylee Cuoco. This is what she was born to do. Yeah, this is it the perfect vehicle for Rosie Perez? What is she doing in the show, and and why? <laughs> there you go. Why? So this is what I'll say, everybody. If you haven't watched this yet and you're going flight attendant, I kind of heard about it, what's really going on. Do not research it. Just start watching it because you don't want anybody to spoil anything. Now, in my review, I did not.
0: You didn't. You did a really good job because I felt like when I watched it, Mm -hmm. I wasn't bamboozled. I will have to say one thing. I hope I don't spoil things, but Uh boy, you better watch who you entangle yourself with. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) That might be you, the word of the year. Entangled. <laughs> entanglement. No. Watch who you are in a, an entanglement with because it could be a life and after death situation. Just oh. saying.
1: Now, speaking of entangling, another show that shocked me. Yes, me too. Shocked me shocked. because because of where it showed up. Oh, jeez. Is the capture. On one peacock. <laughs> oh dear. Now This comes to us from the Brits. Again, we've reviewed all of these things in some way, so check that out for the full-on thing if you need it. The capture is just the Brits doing a kind of procedural-ish thing, but it really is about getting down to the the matter of a mystery. Something appears to have happened, a crime, but did it. Mm. And the capture is about surveillance. Can you trust all of the surveillance we have? Can you trust in a court of law even... Hmm. when somebody has video footage so we are going into the rabbit hole here and we'll see as they continue if we ever get out but i'm telling y'all the capture is the reason to go to peacock for any business outside of (laughs) if you you know if you have a favorite show you want to watch again that they have in whatever this is Hmm. the reason that i would have paid if i didn't have a free trial
0: oh boy
1: Mm -hmm. now moving on ref Uh, One of the, this is one of the, no, it is the, the strangest show this year. Um, And maybe in a while on HBO, We Are Who We Are. Another
0: sleeper hit, another sleeper hit.
1: Yeah. Now in the previous part, we talked about normal people, which is about the same age range. Normal people, they're a little older. So these are younger teens. They're on a base in Italy, an American uh, military base in Italy. And these teens are struggling with who they are. So that's the play on the title. And in the end, they get to that title. But what does that really mean? It is of this moment. It is of their generation. But it is from Luca Guadagnino, who is a visionary director. Whether you like what he does or not, he has a clear vision and his team. And this was one of the shows wrapped that my brother and I watched. We weren't always comfortable watching it. But at the end of every episode, we listened to every talk they had because it was art. So that's what what this is. It will take some bravery to watch it, though. Well, uh, and he did the... um... Oh, Call Me By Your Name. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he he knows what he's doing. He does. But he also did Suspiria, the remake, and he didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) so, (laughs) So another... Well, it started as a teen show. Where are we going now? Also coming to us from HBO, My Brilliant Friend. And this is the story of a new name, the second season here. It is... I
0: tried starting this. I tried it. I yeah. tried starting it. I have to get over the first episode, maybe?
1: <laughs> so in this, you do have to read subtitles. This is in Italy, but it's a period piece. You get the costumes. You get the people. And you get two lead characters We see them grow up, they are best friends, they're both vying to be the smartest in the class, and then they vie for other things that happen as you grow up as well. Oh yes, they do. Who gets ahead, who's left behind, and it might be one or the other, depending on the situation and the time you're in. So in this second season, somebody's getting married, somebody's going to college. Are they happy getting married? Are they happy going to college? Do they want what the other has? And where do they end up? And what's the bitterness underneath all of this? Because the narration is from one of them and she's older. So they're gonna continue with this. Reading subtitles, no problem with me. This is a beautiful show, a beautiful show with rough stuff in there. Mm. Now talking about rough, this is just the HBO section here. Apparently. I may destroy you. Really? Mm.
0: That's not nice, critic.
1: I know it's not, but that's not me saying it. Oh, <laughs> it is this show, and Michaela Cole created it, stars in it, all of that. You know, bubblegum—that whole thing. Uh, that I'm sorry, chewing gum that Michaela did. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is not on Netflix anymore. You can't find it. Anyway, what? So, no, it's not there. Did they Dave Chappelle that thing? I don't know what happened. Maybe it was a, you know, a a licensing issue and it's gone. But anyway, so I May Destroy You, another HBO show. This is about Michaela, you know, had some of these experiences and now she turned it into art to deal with it. Yeah, with being raped. I mean, that's what this is about. And the way it happens, you go to a club, you get roofied. Can you remember? But it does have some comedy in it. So it's not this heavy kind of drama. And that, the way that Michaela balanced that is why it's on this list.
0: Mm. It's why it's
1: notable. It's why it's one of the best. It's not that it is a great job and wouldn't call it that. It's smart. It's notable, yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to say this title for the next one, and then I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything other than the title, and then the oh. ref will talk. And the title is Shits Creek.
0: <gasps>
1: this is a PG...
0: Podcast. <laughs> okay, we all know how much why watch that loves Shit's Creek. Mm. And at first I wasn't going to say the name because I thought, <laughs> how horrible. And I absolutely, over the years, fell in love with this, as you did. Because you, mm. it took some convincing. You're like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Mm. I'll get to it. And then you got to it. And what a pleasant surprise this season. I mean, every season, it's going to be the best of 2020 for me. For the past five seasons, Shit's Creek has delivered over and over again. And then this last season, it went home and you get the wedding. I won't say who gets married. Mm. Um, you get the wedding. You get the drama before the wedding. You get the cold feet. You get, you know, people yeah. whisking off to remote islands to <laughs> study turtles. <laughs> You get all sorts of things, and you also get, you know, a lively dose of the townspeople of Shit's Creek. And by the time you get to the end of it, Shit's Creek swept the Emmys, yeah. swept, just swept, and every category, acting, best comment. I mean, just swept, yeah. and rightfully so. It was almost like, um, what was that move that show, uh, The Americans, mm. where everybody slowly came to the realization, freaked yeah. out. And then in its last season, they finally tried to give it its accolades. Well, Schitt's Creek got its due. If you haven't already, you can go straight to Netflix and binge your little heart out. You can do it in a whole night. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. <laughs> but they're only like 20-something minutes, um, 22, 23 minutes piece, And you will be delighted and fall in love with this family. I can't talk it up about <laughs> Schitt's Creek.
1: Yes, and you thanked me for Young Sheldon, and I thank you for Shit's Creek. What Aww. a singular experience that was. And you'll never forget these people. You'll it, never so forget what, the cast. Exactly. It's like the flip of good times, the way it ended. Same thing. They get out of the ghetto. Well, Shit's Creek, you see what happens to them now.
0: Well, not everybody gets out.
1: <laughs> well, there we go. Now, okay. This next <laughs> one. I talked about singular experience. We are who we are. You know, all that. This... I still don't know what I saw, but I saw it. And it's yeah. Raised raised by Wolves on HBO Max. <gasps> by Zoom, Ridley, Ridley Scott coming in. We have Travis Fimmel doing his strange <laughs> acting technique. He, If he's not already, Travis set up some Zoom sessions to teach acting. And it's <laughs> not acting. It's Fimmel acting. You've got <laughs> to teach everybody. Meryl Streep will sign up. Everybody wants to know <laughs> I'm how, what you're thinking, and everything. Like, <laughs> the ref is doing the look. Yes. It, it, starting in Vikings on through, <laughs> we know what we're getting from Travis Fibble. And now we're getting it. We're a ref. Take it over because I can't talk about this anymore. Take it over. We are on planets, other planets, and in the future, please, and
0: Travis Fibble. And Travis Fimmel. Well, by the time you get to the end with Travis Fimmel, mm. I don't even think he knows what he's doing because I mean, <laughs> it's just the thing about Race by Wolves. And again, if you want to really listen in detail, we we really went through all of that. Race by Wolves isn't necessarily the best television, although I'm going to put it up there. It's mm-hmm. it's among the best. It is notable, and it it's it's one of those things where you talked about Westworld two and three,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and. When you don't know what you're watching because there's no resolve, you're given more mystery on top of mystery on top of mystery. And then you talked heavily about not feeling like you're, I feel like I need to be paid to watch something. Yeah. It's not so with Race by Wolves. Yes, each episode presented more mystery. You literally <laughs> didn't know what you're talking about or what who is what talking about. And people are spewing out milk blood. I mean, it's just... It, I, it's, Robots are having intercourse with holograms and (laughs) human consciousness Mm. and having babies that are, Uh, you uh, don't, it's Ridley Scott. And I feel like what happened was they just said, Ridley, we're taking the wheels off. Fly, baby, fly. Mm -hmm. And I trust him. I trust where we're going with this. Even if the journey is rocky, I think for you, I'm going to go against our advice. Don't do the first two episodes and go, I'll know if it's for me or not. This one, you gotta just keep going. <laughs> and then you'll know if season two is for you or yeah. not. But I will end it with this. It was beautiful. Beautifully shot. Some of that, um, the scene that I was talking about where the android and human consciousness come yeah. together and yeah. you know they do what they do beautifully shot beautifully shot and then of course like you said Travis Fimmel all the actors all, mother uh, father Amanda Collin as mother
1: yes Abu Bakr Salim as father the children Oh, the children were excellent
0: along with you know it, it just was an A plus for me an A plus experience even
1: though I didn't know what the heck was going on exactly well see because they knew that's the thing yes. they knew I still don't know Amanda and Babu Bakar. Oh, come on! And now, Ref, you know, in the future, FX will give us an alien TV show. Mm. I need, I need the right person who, but who? Well, I'm talking about
0: Cameron or
1: or Ridley. Like who's gonna do it? Ridley will be EPing. Okay. Okay. But the show runner is Noah Hawley. No. Uh,
0: okay, what? Um, uh,
1: Fargo, Legion. Oh, oh, mm, oh. Mm. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I, you know what? I almost would have preferred a Cameron, a James Cameron
1: uh-huh. um, effort.
0: But, you know. We'll see. We'll
1: see. We'll see. It'll be interesting, though, with Ridley and Noah. We'll see what happens there. And we'll see who's directing the first two episodes as well.
0: That's key. Mm-hmm. That's key. Because Ridley Scott, just for everybody, Ridley did. Um, he started us off on this journey with Raised by Wolves as director. So he set a very, very heavy-handed tone yes. to it. To me, if, if you like Prometheus, <laughs> if you like Prometheus, if you like the first two alien movies um, mm-hmm. that chronologically... Yes. Um, not this predator kind of incubation. No. But I tell yeah. you what, if you didn't like any of that, <laughs> there is certainly something to watch with by Wolves. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it really is. If you like the Ridley alien stuff, that's what it is. But now, nothing to do with aliens and alien planets and androids. Uh, maybe, I don't know. But the, the, the name here, we're ending it here, and then we'll have some little notes. It's little fires everywhere. Where? Hulu, everywhere. And you know where it is from the beginning. Uh, Now, you know, for me, I had to say... (laughs) You did not. You know, Reese, (laughs) you know, you know, okay, Carrie, I appreciate both of you. That's what I had to say to them. And I You know.
0: you have to bow out. And I understand this falls for me under the notable category because I looked mm-hmm. at this list and I looked at my list and I thought, ooh, we're missing the zeitgeist discussion. Mm-hmm. We're missing the TV show that during the pandemic, if you need to escape, <laughs> get out. of." Because I think when it, when it came out, the pandemic was pretty strong in the U.S. Yeah, it was it was pretty grim. Mm-hmm. There was no this was ta- mid-March. Mid March, this mm-hmm. there was no talk of any. It, it was hitting us hard, and each week the branding of Little Sunshine, which is Reese's company that's responsible for the morning show, responsible for Big Little Lies, um, and you know now Big uh, Little Fires everywhere. A lot of little little <laughs> things, and more things coming out. She really does deliver that soap opera feel. Yeah. She she there she's known to be like. This is television. This mm-hmm. is this is not art <laughs> with a T. It's art. <laughs> this is art. And if you want to escape and watch people make bad choices, scream and yell at each other, and then if you want to also make bad choices by having that second glass of wine, mm-hmm. eating all that popcorn before bed, and screaming <laughs> at your television, this really, she really found a niche. It's like the grown-up, refi- it's the caviar of lifetime it is the caviar of lifetime if you like if you're like i am i am a sophisticated educated woman i am not watching lifetime Reese says i know you're not gonna do that i'm gonna give you the creme de la creme of lifetime and with some interesting stories and certainly little fires everywhere delivered that zeitgeisty that let's get on twitter and just say no she didn't kind of thing it for me it was the best of the no she didn't Kind mm-hmm. of TV show, and so I had to put it on the list.
1: Yes, absolutely. And you know, like you were saying, we know a strong uh, thought is coming from Reese, and you know it's going to be a thought that goes to entertainment.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. And we ain't snobs here. We do like entertainment. Thank you. Very of much. course.
0: If uh-huh. it's if it's listen, I'll watch something on Lifetime if I can get through it. I <laughs> sure will. I sure will, and will not. You know be what I watched on Lifetime?
1: Married at First Burning sight. Bed. Very
0: oh, you know yes, what? I A do. lot of people are talking about that. One one of these days, we're going to have to do an off the cuff. Okay. Of all of the uh, reality shows that we watch. Because <laughs> um, I, I just watched the British baking show, the Christmas. Yes. Dish. So I don't know what y'all are doing. But yeah. um, we will definitely do it. You know what? We will next year, 100%. We're gonna do an off the cuff of yeah. the uh, the yeah. non narrative <laughs> stuff,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and but you well, have
0: you have some stuff to talk about though.
1: I do, I do. And by oh. the way, check out the Great Pottery Throwdown on HBO Max if you like the Great British Bake Off. Okay, if you like, I it.
0: just I know I I, I mm-hmm. the the premise of pottery. I don't know. I
1: just just watch the first episode and see it's not as okay. good but it's very interesting it's from the same production company so oh, you'll okay. know yeah it's the same kind of thing and they pottery is fascinating anyway <laughs> moving on i have to say i'm going to leave that and i'm going to go to some performances yeah. i want to highlight
0: yes yes good job
1: mrs america both of us saw it mrs america on fx on hulu now FX on Hulu started this year. Ref, this is not this is not FX FX shows on Hulu like we get. This is literally shows produced by FX for Hulu only. Mrs. America, devs by the way as well. Another one. Oh, devs. Wow. Okay, let me take a breath. Mrs. America though. Some of these performances. Yep. Oh, Kate Blanchett.
0: <laughs> Ooh, oh, you, you dropped. You landed on her name.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is an international treasure. <laughs> and she showed us why in the show. There was never a moment when she was off. Never. Oh, oh, oh. Now you tell me how many actors are always on like just on. Well, there was a
0: there was someone else.
1: Well, let's go down the list.
0: In the show who was also traveling side by side we'll just say
1: Tracy Altman. <laughs>
0: You don't want to go on a date with that woman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe some people do. I don't know. She'll, it'll definitely be memorable. I'll tell you that. Tracy Ullman was that character. I would like to meet the real person. Well, I mean, I can't, but I would like to meet the real person based on that. Tracy Ullman is another treasure. She is someone. Yeah. You just think of into the woods. Oh, 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 oh. Just look at her in Into the Woods at the beginning when she plays Jack's mother. This is what we're <laughs> talking about. And then we have Sarah Paulson who always does her job. Okay. Always. The end of this, though, when she discovers a substance, discovering a new way to eat. I mean, this is what Ari Grainer, who had to go up against some people. And Ari started, from what I know... In The Sopranos, I mean, this is mm. this is what we're talking about here. Gene Triplehorn as Kate Blanchett's sister in law—that <laughs> storyline—and then Uzo won the Emmy for this over Tracy and Margot Martindale. And Niecy Nash yeah. was just in there for fun.
0: <laughs> what? And, a... How? How foretelling, though? Eventually, what? what we find out, yeah.
1: Yes. So, I mean, this—the the series itself is uneven. We will tell you that.
0: Yeah, but.
1: But the, who we noted, mm. that's a decision. Now, speaking of decisions.
0: You have to make one. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: We have talked about Raf Gray's Anatomy. We've talked about it. And this is a show where people would, who know me would go, what are you doing watching that? Like, really, what are you doing watching that? Um, yeah. And I didn't start watching it from the beginning. I started watching it on Netflix. And really, I watched it for this podcast. That was the reason. I was like, let me see what the big <laughs> deal is. Let me start. The first two seasons, I was like, Shonda yeah. Rhimes. And then I kept watching. Yeah. And I didn't really like it. But I kept watching it. I just kept watching. But then when Kelly McCreary's character showed up, all of a sudden, it came back. It was a renaissance. What? Yeah. What happened? And the thing about Grey's Anatomy is this for me, and then I'll go to the decision. The thing about Grey's Anatomy is when it's like this. They know how to do a procedural when they get down to it when things yeah. have to go everybody's in the right place the pacing is impeccable the acting they always cast it well the actors are on time it is a machine in the best sense look you got debbie allen as the executive producing director let's get it right
0: she's a choreographer though
1: and yeah go to youtube and look at her talk about what she did on fame go ahead now so that's what I like. Or some of those soap opera storylines are just fun to watch. But this yeah. season, because of the pandemic, oh. they have decided that that's going to be really the driving force of this season from what I can tell. And I, along with all of you, are living through it. Yeah. If you're going to dramatize it, you better be amazing. That's not this show for me. This show is not, okay, let's really go there in the real world. Let's give Meredith COVID. I can't do that. And once I, the first, the two hour premiere, I watched it. I was like, "Mm," and I gave my review ref. I said, "Mm, I'm not really on board with this. I went to the next one. They continued and I stopped and I won't be going back. And I mean it.
0: Oh, I keep asking you. Now, I think we have to address this and you don't want to compare, but you have to. Mm -hmm. One of the other great medical procedurals that this country has delivered is also ER. Yes. And a question to you is, would you have minded if it was on ER,
1: probably, the COVID? Yeah, probably not as much because... Why? Because ER to me isn't a soap opera. It has it has dramatic soapy moments, but it's not this kind of boop, boop, boop kind of soap opera where it's fun and, you know, light and, you know, salacious. That's not that. I mean, ER went there with some heavy stuff. Not that Grace didn't. It's just a different feel and I'm in different... Hands. And if Mm -hmm. ER were to do it, it wouldn't be as jarring for me. For me, and Grey's Anatomy, and we were talking, Grey's Anatomy wasn't a show when I was like, oh, Thursday night, it's Grey's Anatomy. No, yeah. Thursday night is Young Sheldon and, you know, Star Trek Discovery. For me, that's what I think. <laughs> I don't think Grey's Anatomy. So it's not that. It's, it was a show when I would watch it, though. I would go, you know what? This is good. They're doing a good job. But I can't do it with them anymore. Even like St. Elsewhere, maybe they could have gotten away with it better. Um, for me, then Grace.
0: Whoa, we are dating ourselves. <laughs> Let's say, Denzel. Elsewhere, Denzel's yes, his breakout mm-hmm. moments. Now we have to conclude this wonderful year celebration of television. I mean, really, it did get us through a lot of just wanting to escape. Now, whether that yeah. was escaping into you know the world of a young genius's mind and his wacky doodle Texan family, whether it was escaping <laughs> to. You know, a a famous genius chess player who really had some problems. Maybe it was going to Mexico and figuring out how that works down there. And
1: getting out of Mexico. And getting
0: out. Or maybe it's just a, a crazy, wacky doodle flight attendant who just took the wrong pill, not the blue one. She took the wrong pill. All of that to say, we are grateful for television and we're going to end it with our top three. We don't even, you don't even need to explain if you don't want to, Okay. but um, I have my top three and, and the third slot was really, really hard for me.
1: Mm. So
0: I'm going to let you go first. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so one, two, three, and this, my philosophy to start, whenever we rank ref, I don't look at anything. I let my gut speak. Okay. And my gut said, number three, I'll work out. Yeah. Yep the queen's gambit mm. i can't escape that show i can't. i'm still thinking about it i still see anya taylor joy number two the crown oh yeah can't, uh, again, the nuances of the crown too that's what gets lost as well
0: yeah some
1: yeah. of those the, the finer things that they do those actors i just love them and i can't wait to see the next cast anyway i know number one normal people Oh, Normal interesting. People. If I were a TV show, this would be half of me. Half. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you don't
0: go through all that drama. Yes. Um, for me, I'm gonna start with going the other way. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at me. I'm gonna start with my absolute thrill ride joy is the Mandalorian. Oh. This season, I'd never thought that it, it's a season two is hard off of a hit. Yeah. And there wasn't this concrete yes we're doing a season 2. If mm-hmm. you remember, this season 2 was if you look at how it ended season 1, it started to move that way but there wasn't this guaranteed season 2 order. Yeah. Um and to me season 2 was even better richer the fight scenes Mm. and the mysteries revolve intertwining the world of star wars into some really amazing cameos and revelations about characters and evolution we'll say that of some other ones it just it was a pure joy there was not one single episode where i was like "Mm." i just look forward to it every friday so that is my top Show. And then you know, I got to talk about Young Sheldon. Young yeah. Sheldon is one of those comedies that, even though things aren't necessarily happening, I just can't wait to get alone with these folks. Well, not alone, but I can't wait to just sit down and watch what's going to happen. And honestly, as much as the characters are, I look forward to that end card um, from Chuck. <laughs> Every episode, I pause it and I read it. And he always delivers, especially in this crazy time. And then this is where it gets a little difficult. Mm. Because I I want to say one of these shows over the other. But like you, I'm going to go with my gut. And just, I, I enjoyed The Queen's Gambit. I enjoyed, you know, all of those things. It was great. But I really, I have to go back to Race by Wolves. <laughs> Never before. And you know how I am. I yes. don't like loose ends i really i think as a writer i think it's a cop-out like oh you figure it out Mm -hmm. no 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 don't do that make me think based on the world that you gave me rather than the world that i need to now make up right so i don't i don't really do well with those as much but raised by wolves i (laughs) did it was so crazy what i was watching but everything counted I felt like everything was necessary mm-hmm. for doing whatever. I don't even know what they're doing. So, um, and and I definitely want to tune in for season two. And I pray, I pray, and pray that uh, really Scott stays on board and helps to drive that ship. I'm not going to say it's the best, but that one was the most notable for me. So two were the best. One was the most notable. So there you have it. Listen, happy <laughs> new year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah. happy everything, (laughs) all of the things that um, you're going to be celebrating this holiday season. Remember, we've got a lot of releases happening on December 25th movie wise. But for television, I think we can safely say you did right by us. 2020, even if 2020 was a kick in the pants, TV came by and patted our tush (laughs) in not a weird way.